0: A very good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to a new episode of the Coaster Kings Radio. My name is Sven, and today we're having a special with two guests. And our first guest is one of the brand new members for our European Coaster Kings team. Here's Nadia from Germany. Hi there. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Now, Nadia. You uh, are a theme park fan, and you have also worked in Walt Disney World.
1: Yeah, that is true. So basically, I, well, how to say that? My parents um, took me and my brother to theme parks a lot uh, when we were younger, basically mostly to Gardaland in Italy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, growing up as a theme park enthusiast, I someday just thought it would be cool to work in a theme park and then, yeah, a night with a half bottle of wine and Google in front of me (laughs) (laughs) later, um, I discovered the cultural representative program of the Walt Disney Company and I basically applied and thought, let's give it a shot. And I was invited to an interview and I got selected and so I spent from... May of 2019 until March of 2020 in mm-hmm. um, Orlando, Florida, working for the Germany Pavilion in Epcot. In Food and oh, Beverage. the Germany
0: Pavilion. I thought you yes. were going to say the Canada Pavilion.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's the, I wanted to do Mexico because they have margaritas, but they would not ah. let me. So It was Germany.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in Germany, they have a special beer, right?
1: Oh, so do you mean the Schafferhofer pink grapefruit nobody can pronounce in the United States? No offense. (laughs) Yeah, it is is kind of hard. Yeah, but that is the signature beer which nobody would drink Mm -hmm. in Germany, to be fair. Sorry for ruining all your dreams, American listeners. All right. I mean, now that I'm not a cast member anymore, I can say that we would consider it—we would consider it as a girly beer because it's mm-hmm. mixed with something. So everything that is mixed with lemonade or Sprite or something is not considered a real beer in Germany. <laughs> um, but to be fair, I like the grapefruit beer as well. It is really refreshing, as I nice. used to say, and it is totally yeah. fine to drink it.
0: Awesome, Nadia. Well, uh, welcome to the team. And uh, I'm sure we'll read about your experiences soon on our website, thecoasterkings.com. Can't wait for that. But uh, we have someone else in our call today. Uh, I think for the first time in Coaster Kings radio history, we have a guest uh, from Europe. And, um, well, without further ado, uh, let's see. Hello, who are you, guest?
2: Hey, hello Sven, Uh, I'm Jan, Uh, I'm from Brussels and um, I'm also a big Coaster fan um, and I'm also a big fan of Coaster Kings Radio, so thank you for the invitation, I'm super happy to participate today. That's very nice of you, Jan.
0: Now, um, I know that you also work, well, write for a certain magazine.
2: Yes, that's true. So... um, I work for a Break Section magazine, which is the only uh, Dutch-speaking uh, 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 roller coaster and theme park-related magazine uh, in existence, mm-hmm. as far as we know. So um, that's a also a very nice uh, job to do. So mm-hmm. I usually go to many uh, uh, attraction openings uh, yeah, in Belgium, Holland, Germany, France, wherever uh, we are invited. So it's also mm-hmm. very nice to be able to often be one of the first to discover new rights in Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, and that's
0: of course where we know each other from because I was there when Break Section started uh, its first editions with the, the previous owner. Um, but yeah, true, yeah. Uh, Break Section magazine in Dutch. Uh, now uh, in the hands of the Dutch uh, website Well, the the Belgian website But in, written in Dutch uh, Pretparken.be <laughs> All right, a- but we have a very interesting topic today uh, On our website uh, We now have a spoiler-free article About a one of the most anticipated rides I think for this year Even though we didn't even know it opened this year of course, we're talking about Fly, and um, because we don't want to give away too many spoilers uh, in the article, we decided to do the podcast website uh, podcast episode instead uh, to talk about the juicy details of the new area Rookburgh and of course the new Fly. Now, um, before we dig into our experiences. I'm wondering what were your expectations for the area. Jan, what what would you what were you thinking would
2: come to Fantasyland? Land? Uh, yeah, so when it was first announced, I uh I got very curious because yeah, there were there was actually not much announced, right? So there was just mm-hmm, like uh, some vague um yeah, uh image and um yeah the the announcement, as far as I remember, they already said that it would uh be a flying coaster or they would like hint to a flying coaster um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um my expectations weren't very high i was um because to be honest uh, i 'm not such a big uh, flying coaster fan um in general. <gasps> <laughs> But um, but I will get back to that because my opinion changed a lot uh, since I uh, rode fly um, mm. but yeah, especially some of the more uh intense uh, b and m flyers i I think yeah, they're not really my cup of tea. Um, but I remember you saying that you didn't like flying dinosaur at Universal Studios Japan. Yes, controversial opinion, I know <laughs> it's like everyone's <laughs> dream to ride that coaster. And I came out of it, and I really didn 't know where I was <laughs> i didn 't know what was upside <laughs> if the world was still upside down or not. maybe it was also mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was my first flying coaster i wasn 't expecting it to be to be that intense no actually it wasn 't my mm-hmm. first. I had ridden um air before in Alton towers okay, but of course yeah, yeah that 's a bit of a different kind of of um, flying coaster. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was I was thinking like, oh, if uh, Vicoma has to to do this and it's gonna be like super compact, I was expecting an, a super intense ride actually. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that was my main expectation. And for the rest, uh, as for the theming, um, my expectation was that it would be good because yeah, the last projects in Fantasyland uh, have all all been amazing, uh, stepping mm-hmm. up their game every time. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was maybe my my expectation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, Nadia, it was a bit
0: different because for you, it was your first visit to Fantasialand.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you live
0: in Germany, just saying.
1: I I do, (laughs) but we had that talk before, like both of you, since you're living close to each other, you actually have half of the way I do have. So Mm -hmm. I'm traveling almost four and a half hours to the area because it's like the opposite side of Germany. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But still,
2: I I imagine we live on the opposite side of Belgium. Still, it's closer to uh, Fantasialand in Germany than you that are already in Germany. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. I think only people living in Italy would have it farer than I have, so <laughs> <laughs> tricky. Um, but, of course, I knew about Fantasyland way before, but I never made my way to it. And to be fair, I think Rockburg and Fly was announced around 2016, 17-ish, yeah, something. Yeah, it might be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I did just not know about it, and... Basically as soon as I knew I would go to the United States, I just blended out everything which was Germany coastal wise because I was hmm. like, Now we have America, that's a whole new opportunity. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I I heard about Fly in Rockburg I think beginning of the year when it came back around in March and it was pretty far in development already. And I think the first they did the first testing already and the first photos were leaked already. So I kind of knew what I was yeah, going into. And I saw the pictures and was like, oh, my God. Okay, as soon as they open it up, we have to go there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, it basically, I think they did the first soft openings around mid of September.
0: Yes, and uh, we went the basically. September 17th, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we went basically last week. So that's pretty fresh. And mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I, we both had a free weekend and we were just like okay let's go now or never so i've seen the pictures and i thought oh this is going to be cool because i really like that steam punky ish theming mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we went into there and it was just like overwhelming it was just mm-hmm. so much more yes. than we expected
0: okay now also for me um it wasn't my first visit <laughs> Uh, i had been uh, quite a few times before um but i i don't know i i was on one hand excited and on the other hand i was like how can they go higher than taron because taron is already a world-class coaster the environment is so cool And then, of course, uh, they said that Ruckburg would be even better. They also talked about the day and night experience. So I was thinking about, okay, how can this be anything different than a hotel? And it turned out to be a hotel. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, and I also like steampunk as a theme. So I was excited to see what Land would do with that, uh, like they did the medieval theme for Klugheim. Um, but then I also saw some first pictures, and then I already put down a bit my expectations because I already noticed that they use the Taron concept again for Ruckberg. In what and sense, that was ben? like, because I saw the pictures where the coaster was going like everywhere into the area, and that's basically the same thing with uh, Klugheim. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, okay, isn't won't it be too much of the same? Um, so I had a very critical uh, approach when I was going but on the other hand I thought like this is a good idea because then I then I can only be more enthusiastic about it once it's really good so (laughs) so because there's one thing (laughs) that I don't like is that you're overhyped for a coaster and when you ride it because of that you're like "Mm, it was good but I expected more and uh, well was that the case uh, we're not going in there yet because <laughs> first what I want to do with you guys is we're in Land, and it's now the soft opening for the Rookburg area. So all of us had that, uh, but I think Jan, you were the first. Uh, so basically what happens during the soft opening is that the opening hour of Rugburg is only visible on the day itself. And from what I've heard, it can between, be between opening hour it, itself or of the park, or it can be until 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, maybe even later, depending on how many issues they have with the ride. Exactly. And, sec- and, and there's also no guarantee that you're allowed to enter in the area. However, I would take that with a grain of salt because as the hotel is also open now, they are offering the hotel guests the um, kind of fast pass or express pass each day one ride for the area so as people are staying there they kind of have to open up the
2: ride you know i think so far they have opened it every day yet Um, i think so too maybe one day that they didn't i don't know but, um, or very late. Yeah, the ride the ride is uh, pretty pretty solid in the sense that it hasn't broken down much. I've heard of a few rollbacks though on the second lounge um, Okay. But for example, I was there yes uh, on the first day. So uh, on the 17th, um, I heard in the morning that it was actually opening that day. So I immediately took uh, um, I immediately stopped my car actually. <laughs> I drove off the motorway (laughs) and I went to the site of Fantasyland. immediately booked tickets for the next day. Because I was like, oh my God, now that it's open, like tickets are going to sell out and everything. So on the second day, I was there already at like 8 in the morning. And then Mm -hmm. it, um, yeah, the park opens at uh, officially 9.30. It opened around Mm -hmm. 9.15 when I was there. Okay. And then they, uh, yeah, like everybody rushing to Rookburg, but it was still closed. And they have mm-hmm, made a mm-hmm. huge queue all the way through the old Berlin Street, if you know the park. And then they mm-hmm. have, they go like on the main square. Uh, they have a big uh, U-turns there. And then it goes mm-hmm. all the way to the Fantasy um, part of the park where like where we really where Forest and Fear is and then it goes I all around the that. lake yeah all to Wakobato <laughs> so of course with the social distancing uh, you're standing yes. quite far from each other and they have the lines every two meters for each bubble and uh, but the line is huge it's huge and so we were standing luckily in one of the first. Um, spaces, and we had also a bench next to our space, so we, we could rest a little bit on the bench, <laughs> because we have actually have stand, have stood there until like midday and something, midday, and f- yeah, like around, um, yeah, in total more than three hours uh, queuing before we were allowed to oh enter wow. the, the, the thing, but yeah, as we were one of the first, we saw Rookberg actually completely covered in smoke with the sunlight going through and almost mm-hmm. empty because nobody had entered so it was well worth the magical uh,
1: <laughs> experience
2: all this uh, long wait yeah it was the um, it was a pretty good
0: period to go weather wise if i remember correctly like it yes. was still was it still hit, hitting 30 degrees though? No, was it was it like
2: 25 ish, 26. Okay. It was perfect weather. It was sunny, hmm. but not too much. And it was, yeah, like 26 uh, Celsius for uh, American uh, listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that is actually the funny thing with the smoke effects because when we went inside to to Land, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad weather. So it was foggy it was cold it was raining (laughs) it was not Mm -hmm. a good day but we pulled through and when we went into Rockbook with all the smoke effects um we thought basically when we were standing in line and i don't want to spoil it much but you have to You have enclosed areas and then you have open areas where you can see the outside again. And we went from the enclosed areas to the outside areas and we were looking out and we're like, oh no, it's foggy again, it's raining (laughs) again. And then basically it was not, it was just a smoke effect, which was pretty confusing. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: um, Jan, you entered the queue when you entered the park immediately?
2: Yes, I did so. But uh if I would And go... then you
0: waited for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I entered the park at also around nine fifteen, nine twenty. But I was like, okay. We had seen all the rush uh the the previous day, so We were like, we'll do it once uh, more in the afternoon. We'll do first some other rides. So I stood in the queue for Taron. And then being curious uh, after my ride on it, uh, I just went to the Berlin area Mm -hmm. and I saw like, okay, they're only standing from the entrance in a straight line to the Berlin square. Some like yeah, that shouldn't be too long. And I think in about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes I got into the area. I, oh, Nadia, it had opened that must already. have been okay. Yeah, it was open at ten thirty.
2: Okay, that's cool.
0: So that was pretty early. Nadia, it was a bit the same for you then since you went the day after I went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so for us it was Saturday. And mm-hmm. it was a holiday on top in Germany, so mm-hmm. we thought it would be pretty busy, which I think it was, but it was not extremely busy. So what we did, mm-hmm. we parked at the Misery area, yeah. and we basically, so so I tried to plan and everything, and I was like, okay, when we're parking, we're basically already in Berlin, and then we can go to Rockburg, so we should go in really quick. And then we parked, and it was like, no we're the other side of the park yeah. or oh, where are we like confusing so oh, your first I think visit you
2: didn't know about the tunnel the mystery tunnel to the uh, yeah. old entrance
1: <laughs> exactly it was confusing so basically we took probably a half hour until we went to until we discovered where we need to go and also, I did not know that it's open earlier because the website said it is opening at 10. So we went there around 9.45-ish and we could okay. go straight into the park. And yeah, until we went in Berlin, it was around, I don't know, 10, ish something. Mm-hmm. And so basically for us, we were only waiting um, at the yeah Plaza in Berlin. Yeah next to the chair swing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
1: it moved pretty far fast, so I think mm-hmm. fifteen, twenty minutes, and we went into Rockburg. So they probably opened Rockburg right with the park. And mm-hmm. the strange thing for us was there were a lot of people just going into the area and looking around first without going to the coaster. Because if you have that area with the main attractions um either it's a coaster or something else you can mm-hmm. just like go straight av- after everybody else and be like oh they will go where we need to go and mm-hmm. for us everybody was just like standing in the area and staring and glancing and we were like where we need to go <laughs> um so i think we entered the queue around yeah 10 ish something mm-hmm. so it was it was not as crowded and not as busy as I thought in our mm-hmm. first wait time. was not three hours. Thank God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but I well, have to I say uh, once you're inside, the queue of the of the ride is going super quickly. It's amazing how high mm-hmm. the capacity is, especially for a flying coaster. So, uh,
1: I have a different option on it, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> but we will come to that la- later. Okay. We're not in
0: the queue yet. We're not in the queue yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what is indeed interesting is that, of course, if you go like the first or the second day, you'll have a bit more crowd and uh, maybe also a bit more unreliable, not knowing when it will open. So when was the area open finally? um, Around,
2: um, yeah, it was around midday, uh, five midday something. Yeah, around a a little bit after midday.
0: Around 12. Yeah. Okay. Okay um that's not too bad though uh no. and obviously you had the good weather <laughs> um for us indeed we could go in quite quickly the weather was a bit worse <laughs> true but uh yeah it wasn't really busy of course it's the same thing for me uh, yeah but it's a good point nadia what you said you come into the area and you don't feel the need to rush to the coaster because you're amazed about where where you're entering um, in the Rogberg area. How did that feel for
2: you, uh, Jan? Oh, yeah, that was amazing because, yeah, as I told you, I I think we were in, like, one of the first 20 20 guests to be allowed to go in in Rogberg on the second day of Mm -hmm. opening. So it was like... It was all smoky. You had like the soundtrack. You see, uh, you see, uh, like the. We, we saw already like an empty train passing by as soon as we entered the the area. Um, yeah, of course, you see also a lot of props. So you have that that locomotive that is on a very high um, level above the yeah above much of the track. You have mm-hmm. um, a zeppelin. Yeah, uh, you have like this uh, strange machines which produce produce smoke. Um, there's like different sound effects emitting from from different uh, vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. They have yeah. It was just overwhelming because you don't know where to look first. There's just so much to see. There's so much detail, and and in that way, uh, for me, it surpassed also the the um, uh, Klugheim area, which is where Taron coaster is located. Because this area is living much more, in my opinion. Like, whereas Klugheim is a bit like a ghost town, uh, here you have a lot of uh, movement, a lot of soundscapes, a lot of smoke. You can also see um, 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 some. Um, like work, workmen's clothes, workmen's tools that seem to be mm-hmm. just left there like as if they had been going for lunch and they'll be right back to work further on it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, it was a really very impressive uh, and realistic uh, approach to a uh, steampunk uh, yeah, city, let's say. Yeah.
0: hmm
2: I was super impressed. Um, also, the faraway views, like you, since the hotel is very high up, it seems like there's a lot still behind where you cannot see. Because as far as you can see on on all sides, yeah, you can only see the that area. You don't see any other right, any other building from any point of the of the area. Yeah, so that's true. That's amazing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because I had the opposite feeling (laughs) okay um i i was looking at things at the theming and at first i didn't quite get it it was it felt a bit random like okay there is a train of course that fits the the steampunk theme together with the zeppelins and the but I felt that the elements were in strange positions, like why is there a train on top of the well, of of the midway I, I didn't really see the the story wasn't clear for me when I entered the area. Um, also, what I was lacking as I was looking around there is not one plant, nothing, nothing green. obviously, that fits the theme, but Still, it, it was something that I noticed and that I felt, hmm. Uh, and, and you talked about that there was a lot of movement. But again, besides the coaster and the smoke, I didn't see any kinetic energy in the area. Like if there's a Zeppelin, I would have liked that the Zeppelin was maybe slightly flying around or uh, okay. same with the balloon. Um
2: Th- so there is one in the queue area that is supposed to move. I think along a rail. I didn't see it move either. Okay, but
0: I think okay that we, I, I didn't no. notice that. Maybe that is indeed something that they're still working on. And yeah. suggestion Maybe on moving was
2: al- yeah. Suggestion on moving was also done, in my opinion, through soundscapes, like uh, sounds that you can really feel that move around, and um, yeah, that are emitted from from several uh, vehicles that are there and stuff. So yeah. Of course, it's more of an illusion than a real thing, if you mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah, it's not like there's uh, 100 mm-hmm. animatronics moving. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. That, that, but that's <laughs> not <God>. also... <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting, but uh, for me, I feel that Klugheim still has... Um, m- <laughs> might be strange for some people, but for me, Klugheim still has more immersion, because... Mm. The first time when I was there, I immediately got the story of the village and of the, the rock work of the coaster train going through. Um, well, for some reason, I, I I didn't have it immediately with Brookburg. But, okay, like, again, I also think that is part of the expectations because... I had hoped that it would have topped Klukheim, and it wasn't the case, so maybe that was it too. But uh, I admit that I'm very critical with my <laughs> opinion right now. But for Nadia, both Klugheim and Ruggberg were totally new. So
1: what, w- it, exactly. what did you think? <laughs> so um, I think the thing I liked about Ruggberg is you know where to go. So there's only one way in and one way out. That's the same um, for at Klugheim the as well. Yeah. But you, you came into the area and you, you took your way straight forward. And then the coaster queue was on the right hand. And then in the back, there was like all the food and the merchandise. So, you know, you knew where to go. And if you go into Klugheim, you're basically standing at that little plaza and you cannot see any queue lines or any food and merchandise. And you're basically standing there like, where we need to go? Oh, do we need to go down there? Oh, no, that's only restrooms. Where do we need to go? <laughs> so it was quite confusing. And with the Rockburg, I just had the feeling it was more structured. So mm-hmm. you knew where to go because there was only one way. Mm-hmm. And I liked that very much. But um, also theming-wise... Um, so there's a funny story about that. When we were standing in the queue line, you can see um above the coaster, you can see pier one, pier two, pier three, mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> living in you the mean United the fly States one, right yeah, exactly, yeah. and living in the United States, I still mostly think in English, <laughs> to be fair, so for me, a zeppelin is a zeppelin, that's it mm mm-hmm. And I was standing there in the queue, and I, I talked to my boyfriend, and I'm like, why do they call it Pier? Pier is for ships. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, because it's an air ship in German, of course. But it was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> so that was that was something really astonishing for me. It was just mm-hmm. like that click moment. <laughs> and yeah. then also on the other hand, I mean, being used to Disney and Universal who are really into details. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoyed that area, just mm-hmm. like Jan did, because there were so many details. I was I remember we went out of fly and then you can see down where basically um there's a little yeah it is more for, for all the pillars of the coaster but there's mm-hmm. a lot of details like just as you said, um tools laying around and towels Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. and i saw that and i immediately had to take a picture because i was thinking further being a marketing expertise and was like oh my god this could be so good for for example for an instagram quiz to be like where is that q line detail yeah (laughs) because that that amazing spoiler spoiler (laughs) you did not listen to that (laughs) if you Um, listen
0: then you know the answer the other people too bad
1: <laughs> and um yeah, and basically, I'm also a person I I need to touch everything, and there are also some tools I don't want to spoil Where I think we were going to that later, and I immediately had to to yeah to touch it and be like, can I take it off? <laughs> and I could not <laughs> because then we come to safety, but that is another topic. Yeah, and I I thought that was that was pretty impressive mm. and i think also if we go to fantasia land um they improved with detailed theming over te- over the years you can clearly mm-hmm. see that so yeah. um if you're i mean klugheim is basically just as themed as Rockburg is right now um but for example, if you, in Africa is also pretty good, but you can already see an improvement between Africa and Rockburg or um, Klugheim. Mm-hmm. And then if you go into China, it's like, yeah, it's detailed, but it's not that detailed than the mm-hmm, newer areas.
2: Mm-hmm. If you would have gone so to Land like 10 or 15 years ago, then you would have seen an even... More huge difference.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. In the old oh. Fantasialand with the horrible Dark rides, which mm-hmm. most of them are gone now, and the new one, which <laughs> is, yeah. I think now most of the themed areas are all spectacular.
1: Um,
0: You're hurting
2: I people now by saying
0: that the Dark rides are bad, Jan. Some <laughs> people will cry now.
1: No, he, he's okay. right. I mean, I don't, I don't want to rant about Fantasialand, not at all. But if you did the Ghost Rickshaw... Which is basically, yeah. yeah, which is basically a Chinese copycat of Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm, I was yeah. going out of that and I was like, I feel offensed because Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. They mm-hmm, even have mm-hmm. the hitchhiking ghost, the really Chinese weird. hitchhiking ghost. <laughs> I was like, what? And they tried to copy the Pepper Ghost effect, mm-hmm. which I was like, OK, the way you did it. Does not make any sense to me <laughs> <laughs> because I did a backstage tour of Haunted Mansion once.
2: But that's okay. Okay. Yeah, but I think, guys, the you cannot really like yeah, blame the nowadays Fantasyland for it. It's probably forty years old. Yeah. I'm not sure, <laughs> or at least thirty. And um, yeah, that's of. Yeah, course, and it's not, not the
0: only not park that copies from Disney.
1: That true. is true, <laughs> but also that is something you see in the details. I think a lot of dark rides, especially, I mean, that's not a topic, but um, there are copycats of great parks like Disney or Universal, and then nowadays, um, parks evolve more into their own theming and sure. their own mm-hmm. ideas. Like Mouse,
2: um, so au Chocolat, I think it's it's in a, in a way better than Toy Story Mania, which is also like copy of the, of that original concept. Um. Yeah, that's true. I think so too. I
0: don't agree, but <laughs> <laughs> what I like about Toy Story Mania more is that you have different kind of games yeah. compared to every time the same game in Mouse of Chocolat. But I might agree true. that the theming of Mouse of Chocolat is more appealing than the one of the Toy Story Mania. Mm-hmm. But we're getting off topic here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is true. I, I, I so, so just to clarify my uh, first opinion, it was my first impression. And then, indeed, I got to absorb more as I was walking around in the area. So maybe we'll just do a little tour and say, like, okay, you enter via a, a kind of uh, corridor. Some <laughs> people say it's similar, like you enter from the Disney Hollywood Studios Park towards galaxy's edge
1: that was what i was thinking as well to be fair
2: so that's a that's already (laughs) a nice compliment Mm -hmm. and then to me it gave me an an impression of like an old subway station or something like with the arcades and stuff makes sense
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that was well done to be fair star wars galaxy's star wars galaxy's edge they somehow had to make the cut i was feeling and how to make it better than just having, like, kind of an engraved stone to get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And with Fantasialand and going into Rockburg, it was just more themed, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah,
2: that's... Good to but hear. it it's really closes the, the the whole area completely off from the rest of the park, which helps yes. on the immersiveness yes. of the thing. Like with Taron, yes. with Taron, you can see it from Mexico or from other areas mm-hmm. of the, the park, and this one mm-hmm. you cannot uh, see at all. And and actually, I have a funny story. I think I shared it with you, Sven, uh, of a friend of mine, non coaster fan, that went to Fantasyland yes. yesterday. And, uh, and he, he shared uh, some uh, Instagram story and I was like, oh, you went to Fantasyland, so nice. Uh, did, you go, did you go on fly and what do you think about it? And he was like, fly? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I only discovered it afterwards. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's so well hidden that if you just... Imagine if you're going through the park and you see this old Berlin street and you think, okay, this is just a street with shops... And then there's this small tunnel towards the, the, the area where it all happens. You could mm-hmm. even just pass by and not notice it if, you're not, if you don't know mm-hmm. about this. So it's that well hidden from the rest of the park. There's not even one piece of track that you can see from anywhere. I find mm-hmm. that pretty amazing too.
0: That friend of yours is making coaster fans cry again that are listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah. and that
2: have not visited <laughs> yes. yet. Or that cannot but, uh, even uh, come uh, to Germany, Yeah, <laughs> to Europe, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and there is, from Chiapas, you can see the
2: coaster track, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> like on, uh, when you're in the very top and you look behind or something. Yeah, exactly. You can right. see
0: the one of the inversions. But, uh Okay. And what I was going to say is that, yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing to be... Like, I like how Klugheim can be seen from different sides. And indeed, the, the disadvantage of being in completely enclosed and gone is that people w- will miss it. Some people, especially in the general public, they'll just f- don't see where it is. And Crazy, right? Um, I think there, uh, <laughs> Fantasyland will need to make sure that Especially when it will be open from the two sides, it will be easier, and then they
2: might notice more. Um, but I think the but, same um, happens maybe with like, uh, yeah, Hollywood Tour. It's closed now, but it's also like very hidden mm-hmm. in wakobato. So, Fantasyland has more rides that are that are well hidden from uh, from the mm-hmm. general parts, let's say. But this one mm-hmm. is really a pity if you miss it. Hmm. Okay.
0: But so we walked through. The corridor. And then um, you have a first little plaza, with on the right side, you have one of the balloons. On the left side, you have one of the shops already. the I'll need to peek at the part map. Um bu- 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 The what's it called again? Emily's Chocoladen und candy Werkstatt.
1: Oh, my God, you said that really good in German.
0: (laughs) I'm impressed. I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, And here you can uh, buy all kinds of sweets and chocolates and special chocolates that they made in the shape of the logo and of the area. Uh, There's also one of the supports right in the shop. Um, So (laughs) it's nice, but I hope they'll also have some non-chocolate souvenirs in the future, though. (laughs)
2: Don't like
0: chocolate? (laughs) Oh yeah, I love chocolate, but uh, I prefer other types of souvenirs because I wouldn't want to eat it, and I like chocolate, so that's the issue.
1: (laughs) So the the problem I had with that shop we went into as well is so Haribo, which is basically known around the world. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, (laughs) um, it is close to the area, so it's I think from Land around. Less than a one-hour drive. I see. So it is. It is local candies there, and you would expect um, Haribos, and it was not.
0: Okay. And I was
1: I was pretty disappointed. Maybe that's my German view. I don't know. But I thought, oh yeah, that's great. They might have Haribos, and then I went into mm-hmm. there, and of course it was all really steampunky. But still, I thought like, oh my god, I, w- I, I wish I had some high, mm-hmm. more high quality candy because mm-hmm. I was looking around and it was like no, nothing of that is <laughs> worth. You buying want your Haribo
2: peaches and frogs and stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I wanted that. It, it was it, it. just all all looked so, I don't know, sh- shady, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> it, to it be honest, I haven't like
2: I haven't entered that shop, so yeah, I cannot really.
0: Okay. I was about to ask, did you buy anything, Jan? But uh, you just uh,
2: completely skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked, uh, I looked inside from, uh, from the windows. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I had better things to do. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't d- want to see Emily. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> no, the thing was also, since we had waited for three hours, we just wanted to ride the coaster. And then we still wanted to ride the other coasters too. So uh, that's why we, uh, mm. why we didn't really like spend uh, time in the shops. Yeah. Yeah. okay
1: but i mean since when since you have been there, did you see that little chocolate machine uh,
0: no In, inside the oh yeah, inside yeah. the store yeah yeah that, that was, was inter-
1: yeah, that was really impressive. I thought that is that is cool because that fits the theme of that time yes, yes. that was that that is that detail I'm talking about. you could just mm-hmm. like not do it, and mm-hmm. you would probably not have missed it. Because you would have mm-hmm. not known about it, but just that detail makes it even more mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I, I I also saw it, but I so it really made chocolates that they were selling later on. Then, do you
1: think? I guess not. I think that is too small for that for that kind of chocolate they did, but it mm-hmm. was just a nice little detail.
0: Yeah. But it's a very nice shop. And I like how all the candies, when you enter the store, they're like, how do you call that? Sillos with ca- filled with candies. Yeah. So basically you can go close and fill something up. Uh, and then if you go a bit further on there, you have more the chocolate area where there's a display with almost like chocolate pies. And uh, that you can uh, take several pieces and order them and uh, take them home. So... Yeah, it's a really it's it's unexpected also because I wouldn't make the link between steampunk and uh, that kind of and that kind of store. But that was good. So basically, um, if
1: you're a type two diabetic, skip that shop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoops. Skip theme parks um, in general <laughs> or theme <yeah>. park food.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or get yourself some insulin. Then it could work out. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we continue and then we have indeed, as Jan mentioned before, in front of us we have this huge train uh, and parts of the ride. And it's basically like a kind of bridge that leads on to the end of the area, uh, while on the left side you also have a walkway which does um, which then has a smaller walkway to the other side of the area as well. And there mm-hmm. we have the entrance to the Charles Lindbergh Hotel. Uh, I think none of us have stayed there.
2: No, not yet. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: So we'll, we won't be talking about that this episode, but maybe in the future. <laughs> um, so, Somebody
1: can say, afford uh, to go there right now. I still,
2: <laughs> I still wanted to say about the train. I think it's part of the of an earlier air rail system that they had in the story because it's Mm -hmm. basically an air air rail transport system that has been developed in that area. And if you see, part of that bridge is broken, like one rail is broken and the track passes through that broken piece. So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. might be the reason why it's so high up, like it's a high bridge that used to be used for transport of of goods through the Mm -hmm. area. I don't know. That's the way I interpreted it. I don't know if that's yeah. yeah. But and now they have this modern system between brackets, which is yeah, FLY. So the flying coaster, and Mm -hmm. um, also through that bridge, uh, one of the lounges passes. If I'm uh, if I'm right, yes. Maybe Mm -hmm. the first one. The first one. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it it Uh, makes sense that it's there.
0: Plus a final thing about the train, I loved how they used the roller coaster tycoon sound of the train (laughs) it's exactly the same and I was like yay (laughs) memories (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah indeed it it, at first it was strange (laughs) for me but then indeed I got more of a feel to the area because also uh, as I said you cross a bridge and on the left and the right you see these uh, pits and I was like, what is laying there in, in the bottom? And basically, it's like the, the carbon mining. And there's mm-hmm. also the sign, like how much they already mined. And um, I think, as you guys mentioned, the clothes laying around from people that were. Yeah, the tools. So yeah. the more that you look around, the more indeed that you notice the details, the different things. And that was quite intriguing. Um Plus, uh, while walking over the bridge, you have some nice views on the coaster. Like on the left side, you'll have the smoke machine that is used as one of the themed elements for the ride. That, that That's a really cool effect, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the right side, it was more a hidden nice shot uh, to make with your camera. Um, so you continue... And then um, on the right side, you'll have the entrance to fly. On the left side, you'll have the Urwerk restaurant. Uh, did anyone
2: eat there? No, I went to check the menu and it looked mm-hmm. all very good and delicious, but the prices were also accordingly (laughs) Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. but i'll definitely check it out on the next visit yeah Mm -hmm. this was just like my very first visit i just wanted to give the coaster a couple of rides and uh yeah and and enjoy the area i didn't necessarily want to try all the establishments but it surely looked Mm -hmm. a very nice area to sit and dine or lunch and um and the menu looked uh, pretty amazing too I read they Mm -hmm. had some burgers, some pastas, but they're really, like, upscale burgers. Like, instead of a normal hamburger, they would really, like, put a steak on the burger and avocado Mm -hmm. and eggs and whatever. Yeah, they have a lot of special, um, yeah, like, let's say, a uh, gourmet-style burger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I did not know that. I just feel sad that I did not know that before because I would... I would totally have eaten there because I love burgers. <laughs> but we, didn't, th- we did not go there as well. But to be fair, it, it is a nice photo spot. So if you're taking a mm-hmm. photo with uh, the UVAC and then fly in the background, it mm-hmm. is just so impressive. And I think I, I do have that photos and I will really be mad if we don't post them on European <laughs> Coaster <laughs> Kings in the future. So.
0: Yeah, it yeah fits I've seen that a lot of people... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I saw that a lot of people have been standing there and taking pictures up because that's where there's the Pier Five, and that's one of the places where the coaster comes around, and uh, a lot of people use that for a nice shot. Um, Yeah, I think I also didn't eat there, but as it is included in the package when you stay at the Hotel, Lindbergh Hotel, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that will be the way when I go and eat there once, uh, for, for, um, Klugheim, it also took me a year before I went to Rutmore's tavern. Uh, but I was finally glad to do so. Um, but then, yeah, maybe when I stay at the hotel, uh, it, I, I heard that it is used not only for the dinner, but also for breakfast. Okay. Um, so they and actually don't have another restaurant in the hotel then? Uh, I don't think so. I okay. think that is also used uh, for the hotel as well. Um, besides that, there I is another... I know the hotel has a bar
2: as well, but that's exclusively for a hotel guest, isn't it? Yes, that's the bar
0: 1919. Uh, can't uh, talk about that one, because that will be for another time. Mm-hmm. But um, And there Aren't is... So, go so, ahead
1: to be fair if I knew that before that would be worth almost worth 800 euros for two nights if they have a decent burger so
2: <laughs> wow, I really feel 800 sad euros for a decent burger?
1: Wow. I am I am looking for a burger close to the quality of the United States and this is really hard in Germany to be fair so okay
0: I see um, well, in Belgium There are some good spots, I think
1: <laughs> I mean Efterling, no, afterling is not Belgium But it is <laughs> no, I, mean, no, I No, I afterling is not good for no, food I'm, I'm sorry, oh my god <laughs> But I can go through Belgium So that, yeah mm-hmm. Good to know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, the other food spot Is, and uh, this time I may be worse in my pronunciation Zum Koleschippe? Koleschippe. <laughs> Koleschippe,
2: Koleschippe. It doesn't I
1: think I need to google it that. It doesn't have a umlaut to say. <laughs> <Not laughs>
0: you are German.
2: <laughs> I think it's Zoom <laughs> callshipa. Yeah. Yeah. Like Makes it
0: sense because it's the the coal.
2: It's the coal, which means the the. Oh
1: yeah, the coal. Yeah. The
2: the, mm-hmm. the yeah. Is that is that coal in English too? That's like yeah, what they are mining yeah, there. The the black stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's coal. Coal yeah, or carbon coal-ed. or yeah. Yeah, yeah Is that the quick service with yeah, the sandwiches? that's like
0: sandwiches. Yeah, they have the sandwiches. Yeah.
1: yeah, we we went past by that and I thought, oh, that looks pretty good. But we went there in the morning, so no time for yeah. food yet.
0: Everybody I was eating it. It smelled delicious. <laughs> I thought it smelled delicious. It was, it, but I oh, didn't. Oh, so you were it, not
1: ma- wearing your mask? You could smell something? Even,
2: yes, <laughs> even with a mask, I could smell it. If you don't have COVID, you can still smell, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> True. Exactly. So that's a good sign. Um, I just
1: imagine people listening to that podcast five years later and they'd be like, covid what, what was that let's again? hope let's
0: hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's hope true. so um and then uh let's turn back watching the bridge and then on the left side we have the entrance of fly line, what did yeah. you think about that
2: i thought it was very nice but there's like uh, there was two people standing there uh, to mm-hmm. welcome you and to hand you out a a paper with some safety um regulations and um you immediately go some stairs up if I'm uh, mm-hmm. if I'm right yes and so you enter let's say also that bridge where the train is passing over mm-hmm. and um you're watching yeah you're constantly watching trains passing by all over actually yeah so that's amazing you can you can you can really see a lot of more details from up close through the queue line because the queue line Mm -hmm. isn't just like some some, um, horse stable, let's say. (laughs) So it's really like Mm -hmm. a continuous line that goes all around the place and which lets you explore and see see the coaster and and the details from Mm -hmm. other angles that you cannot see from the normal walkway.
0: They are so into the details and then... There was something that bothered me a lot at the entrance, and that was the logo. Like, I'm already not a fan of the logo, but then I would have liked that they had not just, it looks like just a sticker, but that it would have been a bit more, uh, how to put it, a bit more 3D logo, uh, that it would stand out more even. But that was a bit... Uh, that was a detail that I lacked. I don't know about you, Nadja. What did you that think is, of that? That is entrance?
1: actually the funny thing. I also thought something quite similar. So the first thought in my mind was, oh my God, thank God my parents are not with me because they're both severely disabled and cannot take steps. <laughs> it was like, thank God they are not with me. Mm. And then the other thing was like okay, from the entrance, it is not as steampunky as I thought, because Mm -hmm. you could have improved that even more. Mm -hmm. You could have it, like, with, yeah, bronze um, Mm -hmm. colors instead of the silver it is. And I thought, okay, they could have improved that more. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But then I thought, well, just... (laughs)
2: I'm trying to Google a picture of the entrance because I didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) It was like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, now I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's nothing special. Yeah, that's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh,
0: What is cool, though, is that one of the sewers is right before the stairs and there's constantly coming smoke out of it. So that's pretty cool. That's true. Uh, Cool uh, as an element. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And then also what I I was thinking, I mean, I'm basically generation Y, and that's what i w- why i was thinking that is like oh my gosh so much paper you're just throwing away why are they doing that
0: <laughs> yeah well it's of course with the the COVID rules that they wanted to ensure that everyone is getting a leaflet explaining everything they'll need to do uh i'm sure that uh, in other times they would use something else but um
2: it's something that pe- that um, is done a lot in Japan. If you go to uh, Disney Sea in Japan, hmm. they give you a leaflet on every attraction, yeah. <laughs> even in COVID times.
1: There's mm. something similar That's in Japan. Disney World. For example, if you go to Spaceship Earth, uh, no, not Spaceship Earth, uh, Mission Mars. I'm sorry. Not Mission that space. I worked it, not that I worked at that theme park and should know it by like being <laughs> blind, but nevertheless. Um, and you get those little passes, uh, which you basically have all the information, in and then you turn it in as soon as you enter the um, pre-show room. But I think okay. that was something they could not do due to Corona, because they would have to to wipe down all the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: So maybe they'll 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 give some better cards after like. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. That okay. can be
2: recycled. But
0: then a good thing about the theme also is that, for me, in the end, it felt less steampunk than than expected. It had more, as a whole, the the area Rookburg had more a uh, industrial vibe than really being a steampunk vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean, like less
2: fantasy and more realistic? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. It. Well, it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it. it no, no. F- again, I had hoped for a bit more steampunk. I think that's uh, the only thing I had. Um, but okay, we're going into the queue, and that's a maze that starts for me.
2: <laughs> true.
0: You go up. You have a first section around the zeppelins. Then you go through the area where uh, the train would stop. And then you have a whole walkway around the... Like a balcony. Area.
2: Like a balcony almost. Yeah, yeah. That
0: w- that, that's really cool because that gives you a nice first view on the ride and to see a bit what you can expect. Then you go down and then you see some of the zeppelin plans. Uh, and you pass through all these different areas, uh, and from that point on, I don't really know where I am in the area anymore. Yeah, that's true.
2: But is um, that is that the, the, is that a negative thing for me? Not really. No, no, that's. Good. I think you're that's just good. all the time at the very edge of the of the area, and um, yeah, I yeah, and then some somehow you end up in the station, right? <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, so we were. At, there is one area in the queue that I was a bit surprised about, and that's the room with the table in the middle. Mhm. It looked a bit unfinished on one hand, and on the other hand, it was a really cool concept because that's probably one of the restrooms. Well. <laughs> Not restrooms, but uh, one of the places where the people can, that work in the area can go and uh, pick up their tools. There were a lot of Was tools. The, yeah, on the, the wall room there. with the
2: tools on the on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You just need to be careful with your feet because I almost stumbled on the heaps of carbon or, or coal that they um, fixed in that area. Uh, That's
1: true. But
0: that is something that you. It was the first time that I saw it there, and then I saw it in the whole of rugberg and that's a pretty cool detail again, a pretty cool theming sure. that they did there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you continue. Uh, I think this is also... Uh, it might alre- we might already pass it. There's one area in the queue as well where you have a view on the launch, yes. and that's, again, a very nice spot to get... You're like next to the Anticipated about launch. the ride. Yeah. Yeah, that you're so close to it and that you can see. Uh, I, when I was ascending in the queue, I was looking to the other side because I didn't want to know if, was, if it was the first launch or the second launch. <laughs> but okay. uh, obviously, it turned out to be the first launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when you're almost uh, nearing the station that's the spot where you can see the trains at the end of the ride.
2: Yeah, that's true. There you see like a train waiting, waiting to enter the, the, the arrival station, right?
0: Uh, exactly, yeah. So uh, I also uh, remember when I was in the ride that you have these ventilators making wind in your face, so it's good that when it's warm that you'll have some... Uh, You have some uh, fresh air
2: coming through. Because at Uh, that point, the the seats are already rotated into seating position. eh? Yes, exactly. Um, Unless there is a
0: technical issue that I saw a picture (laughs) from where one of the seats was still in flying position. (laughs) Yes, true.
1: I remember, so we were were at dinner the night before, Sven and I and Mm -hmm. my (laughs) boyfriend... And I remember you were explaining it to us. And then you said, yeah, you're basically doing the pre-show and then it's doing things. And when we went to that point in the queue where you could say see the rotated seats, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, that is doing things. Yeah. <laughs> we get it.
2: <laughs> we'll get to that in a while, I guess. Uh, that, yeah, that system, yeah,
0: yeah. We're not too far anymore because <laughs> we're going downstairs again. And this is a spot also where usually you, ha- you would have the split between front seat and the other seats. But yes. again, because of COVID, um, that queue was uh, sealed off. So uh, everyone is getting random positions.
2: Way, way, too, way too soon, in my opinion. What do you think, Sven? Like the queue for front seat is super long from that point still I
0: know but uh I think it's more of practical reasons cuz once you are getting closer um I think they already wanted to sort you out before you have to put away all your stuff in the lockers mm-hmm. so it is early but still um I think uh it won't make that big of a difference uh, I
2: guess a lot of people will want to ride front seat, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for I, me, it would be just fine to do that after uh, the locker, after the, after the airport control. But um, yeah, probably they have a lot of front seat riders, but I don't know if I would like to wait an extra well, hour for it. <laughs> Honestly, the I don't think they have enough room
0: for front seat for. Uh, it w- I think it was either one of the two Either they would not have enough room In the station for queuing front seat Or mm. they would have too much uh, And I, I guess they went for the second yeah. um, okay. Because there you have the split Sorry
1: What I thought was kind of impressive Is that they already had the timing I think I mean correct me if I'm wrong But I think at that point It already said First row 45 minutes wait on that sign. And I thought that area just opened up and we already have COVID since it opened up. How can they know it's 45 minutes from that point? Oh, that was I went- something I was impressed by.
0: Yeah, you know- I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. For me, the, the time was empty. So it must have been mm-hmm. just uh, I, there. I could,
1: I could mistake that with Taran. to be fair, but I thought it's at 45 minutes.
2: Okay. I haven't seen it either.
0: Yeah, I, I I didn't notice. Uh I saw the sign but I didn't see a time on it. So
1: Okay, well. then maybe I'm mistaken <laughs> Sorry for that. Um
0: But we're going downstairs and then that's typical fantasyland. Now you have nowhere where you are in the park. You have no idea where you are in the it's park. It's that
2: curved, that curved space, no?
0: Yeah, the curved space and yeah. then you enter the kind of uh, announcements before you ride. Yeah. Like, um, the video it felt projection. like a real airport. Mm-hmm. You have the projections. You have the kind of robot in the middle of the room. Again, I didn't understand why it was there or what it was doing, because it was in the movie that they were explaining everything, and it was just moving around and mm-hmm. shining his eyes, but... And uh, also uh, in the stair when you go down, if you look up, there is a kind of creature that can go back, back and, and forth, forth, but that wasn't working when we were there. I don't know if it was working when you were there, Jan. Whoops.
2: Is, did you hear me? Yeah, w- there was a little uh, break. It's okay. You'll cut it out after. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, it wasn't moving with you either?
0: No, it, so it wasn't moving when you were there, yeah. No. No, did okay. You,
1: did you guys see the little seppelins moving on top of the ceiling when you are in that curved area?
0: No, that was Oh, wasn't no, working. I didn't notice that.
1: <laughs> Details. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. that I didn't I, I, I think I'm not quite sure. I think it is in that curved area. Or at least in some enclosed area. I was just looking up and was like, oh, look, there are little saplings moving. I see. It was quite cute, to be fair.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, so after that um, announcement room, let's say, uh, that's where you arrive at the lockers. And at the moment, everyone is getting a blue bracelet. Uh, And with that bracelet You go up the stairs You have all the lockers You put your bag in And uh, then you can close it With your bracelet This is a room That was not always COVID friendly (laughs) Because some people Were already going in And then the other people Were still waiting For the um, For the rest of the party So uh, But then again Okay Uh, To be fair
1: The experience we made With the lockers It's it is basically a mess, to be fair, because everybody's running to the first available locker close to mm-hmm. the next queue section. And um, there is no guidance, basically. I mean, with COVID, this is even more important. Um yeah, but with, you me, with me, they would
2: they would also like send people a bit more uh, to the to the other side. Yeah, it's like a corner, right? You have a short mm-hmm. end. Yeah. That short end is going towards the, tri- the, the 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 station, and the long end is yeah basically a dead end, and that's why people yeah you don't really come along everything. That's that's a bit a uh, pity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: mm-hmm.
2: Like and a dead And basically.
1: Also, what I thought, I mean, this is like whining on a high level, but you really have to memorize your number. So in case you don't memorize your number after you you are off the ride, you're basically lost because you have to try every locker. No, 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 locker. there is
0: a system. No, no, no. A
2: system yeah.
0: Is yeah, it? They have, is it? Okay. They have a little machine where you can scan and then it will tell you what your number is. So.
1: Okay, we, we did not know that. Mm -hmm. because we we tried to memorize numbers gladly (laughs) but for the second time we wrote i was like oh am i 512 and 500 or 13 or 517 (laughs) okay just, just try
0: and now um very important though is that you make need to make sure that everything is in the locker not just your backpack but also your cell phone your wallet everything everything needs to be in the locker because what's next is like in a real airport um the scanning system and uh, there are two scanners um and they make sure uh there for each scanner there is one staff member that's there And they uh, also have this machine to scan you separately. So they really make sure that you're not wearing anything, especially not a GoPro hidden anywhere, because I had to open up my vest even. Um, So uh, that's a very thorough check. And then there are four different cues. And at first I was like, okay, but why are there four? And then it made sense because... um, what I noticed in the instruction video is that some people had different color bracelets. And I think their system is that if you were in a row, if you would be in a regular row one, there uh, you would get a different color bracelet than the blue. And that way they would know, OK, those people are queuing for front row Um
2: yeah, that's, that makes sense yeah. because everybody comes from the same security check and then you you exactly. don't have the separate yeah. rows anymore.
0: I didn't notice how the hotel guests with their f- express pass uh, went on the ride. I don't know if they ha- had a different color bracelet or not. Or
1: uh, I think it is basically incorporating in the um, queue line, but at a later point than you would usually go because mm-hmm. we tried to track the um, queue for the... Um, for the hotel, hotel guests. guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we basically had two hotel guests coming with us when we went in and they are incorporating before the lockers. Okay. So, right yeah.
2: When I okay. was there, the hotel hadn't opened yet. So, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, the four rows and were just, you could just freely freely choose where you want to queue in the f- exactly. each of the four rows. And they would like... Quite randomly pick people out of each four rows that's the same yeah
1: and basically before you go to the the four rows I just want to say something about the security check which we experienced Um, so first of all um, my boyfriend and I were both smokers so sometimes we just have lighters somewhere in our jackets or um, trousers or something and even that they detected, and they mm-hmm. gave us the option: okay, you either toss it away, or you get back to the lockers. So, so there's a little pathway back to the lockers where you could reopen your lockers and put in everything you left. So I um, think I think they, the
2: reason for those thorough checks is that the track really passes on top of the heads of all people that yeah. are in the area. There's no nets. There's no protection whatsoever. Everybody's mm-hmm. laying down so you don't have any control of the things that would be in your pocket. So
0: yeah, I think exactly. it's, yeah,
2: either that or either they you would have nets all over the area and it would seriously yeah. diminish the experience. So actually I'm happy that their control is so strict even yeah, if it's not so nice, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that is true. And I basically what I wanted to appreciate here is that they give you the option. So they're not mm-hmm. like okay, you left something you have to leave the queue against they're giving you the option, hey, you could go back to your locker over here and put everything back. So even if you're missing something, it is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And then on um, the thec- second point, um, I am a type 1 diabetic, so I'm using an insulin pump. And to be fair, to every theme park I ever went, Fantasia Land was the most skilled employees, because I was telling them, Hey, I'm using an insulin pump, that is why it's beeping. And but it is a patch pump, um, so it is attached to my body. And she was like, Oh, that's fine, in case you had a tube pumped, um, that would be something different. And I was just like, Oh my god, she knows the difference between the patch pump and the <laughs> tube pump, like, this is amazing, that's nice. Yeah, that was really nice. So they are really. Skilled and they really thought about the employee training, and they really made thoughts about, okay, what are we doing if somebody forgets something in their pockets? how mm-hmm. could they go back? So it was really thought through, which is yeah, I, I really appreciate that to be fair
0: It still explains why there were random lighters laying on the ground just laying on the ground just before the security check, yes. <laughs> Like, because hmm. I'm not going
1: back for a lighter to my locker. Like, nowhere yeah. in the world. But like, just toss it out. People are just
0: throwing it on the floor be- right before they go in. Like, just hand it over or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, we have the four queues. And in the middle, there is this huge machine thing. Really cool. It, like, it looked very industrial. But all of the elements were still working in it. And there's also these... Two huge tubes with um, colored water. Well, it's not the water itself that has a special color, but it's the um, the lights uh, that switch depending on the lights in the station. So that was really cool as too. Okay, what um, is that one? Yeah, so I think it was orange and blue. So uh, one of the two was when the train was in the station, or the other one was when. Uh, it left and another train was coming in so okay um if you would like to go front seat i would still advise to use the first queue because it's yeah, not the guaranteed queue. yeah but you might have the opportunity to as they usually start from there counting to let people in the train it's also closest to the front seat so so that means you have to go to the left if you want to Uh, Try that But as again Not guaranteed Because they choose random Mm -hmm. Um, The queue uh, The station itself How cool is that? I mean (laughs) You see the train You have the colors And the the round shape, which already made me think of the um, hotel, because the yeah. pods of the rooms, the and pictures also that I saw, a, it gave of the same very vibe. a huh? uh,
2: subway station and like a London tube or exactly. something, but with a cool lighting package. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was how like, fast Is do this these Ficoma? trains rush in, right?
0: The trains go in fast. And um, looking at them, it was like, whoa. This is something very intriguing. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Like I have ridden uh, Nighthawk at Carowinds, which is a former flying uh, <laughs> coaster model from yep. Vekoma. And I mean, it too. couldn't be any more different. Like
1: <laughs> so off.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Nighthawk, it's really <laughs> yeah. like it. it looks so old fashioned. And so I don't know. It's such a yeah, difficult and system, and it takes ages for the train to go up and down. And, yeah. and but I'm just is so mentioning smooth it, and so fast and so wow! How how could they have evolved so so much?
0: Yeah, Nadia, it's because I wanted to mention it because it's such a difference and such an evolution that you can see that they have been through. Yeah. Uh, yes. Even though looking out at, at here, yeah. Yeah, even not looking at BNM Because they were like, okay, they are doing their thing we, What I heard was that um, Fantasialand They already wanted to do a flying coaster for a while But uh, with the models on the market They weren't satisfied mm-hmm. So uh, they approached Vekoma And they asked them for like Can you build a model that's really uh, to our likes? And that's what happened because wow. for B&M, they found them too intense. They didn't like the... Um, the um, What's the most intense element on the B&M flyings? The pretzel loop? The pretzel loop, that's <laughs> the one. Because it doesn't really... What they said, what, it doesn't really make sense. If you're flying, no one is going to fly in a pretzel loop. I mean, <laughs> which I understand. True. Um yeah. But again, and not all B- B&M flyings have pretzel loops, though. That's true, um, but most have. A lot of them have. <laughs> and, um, and so that's why they ended up with Facoma, which is now nice, because Facoma has something very impressive in their uh, catalog now to
2: offer to other parks mm-hmm. as well. Actually, it's also one of, th- one of the critics, like, like lovers of uh, the more intense flyers, they are a bit sad that there's that there isn't like a more intense element on the coaster like a pretzel loop or a vertical loop or mm. yeah or a corkscrew I don't know yeah there's kind mm-hmm. of a corkscrew in it but yeah
1: yeah i mean i think it always has to fit into the theming and into the overall story and what we what we need to remember here the story of fly is basically a young boy who Wants to discover flying in the early 1900s, where there were no aer- airplanes and zeppelins were just like on the go, mm. and I think less intense elements are more fitting here than crazy sure. loops and crazy corkscrews and um, everything. So I think it was just like overall well incorporated, even if people think like, "Oh, this it, it could have." a pretzel loop or like another corkscrew it is just like fitting into the It fits the team very well overall. the team
2: yeah and especially considering their their coaster lineup they already have a super intense looping coaster which is Black Mamba in my opinion and mm-hmm. eh? this is where, where yeah. you are really like pushed in your seat the whole time and you have very intense inversions and 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 stuff so I think um, to balance their coaster lineup, I'm, I'm super happy mm-hmm. that this coaster isn't all that intense like some other uh, flying coasters that I've tried before. Yeah.
0: Plus it's the only ride in the area, so they yeah. kind of needed to ensure that even though uh, it, I- it looks like a very thrilling coaster, that the, um, the younger kids can still go on it and enjoy it. Um, what is the minimum length, actually? I'm not sure. That's a very good question. I was subtly going to look it up, but... <laughs>
1: <coughs> and it, also, uh, with having Europa ah. Park in Germany, and I think that's a very German actually, opinion. Um, Sorry. You have a lot of experimental rides at Europa Park, which are good. Like I don't want to doubt that. But some of some of them are just experimental, and I think you think like, oh, it could have worked out a little bit better. And just fly being on point with the theming so much just makes it really good, in my opinion.
2: Mm -hmm, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I I just looked up for a prototype. It's it's really uh, perfect.
0: Yeah, they really did a good job. Um, So it's one meter thirty. Okay. Uh, For minimum length. And uh, also, if you're under the age of eight, you're not allowed by yourself. Because then, if you're higher than 1 meter 30, you can enter from 6 to 10 years old and go accompanied. And then, from 1 meter 40, uh, you can go on by yourself. Maximum
2: height limit is 2 meters and 5. So. But one, one meter 30, I think most kids hit around like eight, nine each. Uh, yeah, yeah. I might, think yeah. When,
1: I, when I was 10, I was around one meter and 40. So,
2: yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Okay, so this is the moment where you enter the vehicle, and also here I was quite surprised because usually um, the flying coasters have this weird system to get in and to lock your legs Mm -hmm. but here uh you just needed to put your legs between something but it went quite fluently and then you have your restraint that you pull down so it's a shoulder restraint uh that you just click down not always easy to do it by yourself though because it's pretty heavy Mm -hmm. uh and when you do so that's the moment where your legs get uh, clicked in but as we mentioned before this is in sitting position yeah true so so
1: we have we had that one far- funny story when we were riding the second time mm-hmm. there was a really big guy mm-hmm. he was not that i'm good at guessing but he was at least 120 kilos mm-hmm. and he had quite a belly and he he had troubles pulling the restraint. Yeah. And then those two small, cute girls working the queue line were basically <laughs> coming because the only one could not do it. And she was, like, screaming, hey, can you come over here and help me? And then two of those, like, I don't know, 60, 70 kilo girls were trying to pull down <laughs> the restraint for that guy. And they managed to do that. Oh, so wow. they really, they really put effort in it. Mm-hmm. So... To be fair, I'm not a friend of having a weight restriction at a coaster. But I thought okay, in that case it was fitting because it is mm-hmm. a safety it is a safety issue. And if you're does just it have like a weight that, restriction? This one? It does not, right. but it should have because in mm-hmm. that case you're like the 150 kilo guy with like a, a big belly. You would just not fit. Well, and one click be...
2: is enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. But they were really having, they, they put but, a lot of effort in there. What I find in funny in,
2: in this coaster is that like, since uh, everybody's in seating position, but the seats are rotated. So it's basically one line of people mm-hmm. all, all yes. lined up. So yes. all 20 people are in one row, all looking sideways. I found it so so different than uh, yeah. everything that you've that is seen also before. one
0: of the intriguing parts indeed. Like seeing that and then waving at your other friends a bit further down, and um, you then go forwards.
2: Quite some speed
0: already. <laughs> quite some speed already. Uh, there's a first turn, and then yeah. I remember a machine with different colors. And then you slightly go up already, I think, and pass by these kind of holograms. Yeah. Which was a fun element. But at first, I didn't really notice what they were, because what are they showing me? And then I noticed, okay, it's like a kind of commercials for the flying itself. I think so, so yeah. The,
1: those reminded me of Journey into Imagination with Figment. Okay, I, I don't know if you did that right at Epcot. No. Um, it mm-hmm. basically has the five logos of the five different senses. And it reminded me really okay. much of that. And th- not that it is the same, but it was just like, ah, oh, journey into imagination. I've seen that <laughs>
0: before. <laughs> That's an
2: interesting link.
0: That's nice. Um,
2: but yeah, you're still sitting there, right? At that point. And then it you're comes still sitting. Yeah.
0: Then you're still sitting, but you're going... A bit more up now, and that's the interesting part because your seat has turned, but you haven't really noticed even. Because um, then you have this giant hall. Then I was land- again. I was like, "Where did they put this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they find the room to do this? Because it's huge." You and then like you have a the right screen. turn there, right? It's the right turn. But uh, the second time I wrote it, I really noticed that the track was already let's say uh 45 degrees but you are still facing forward so mm-hmm. it's really smooth how uh,
2: the transition I- is super the, the smooth the transition yeah, yeah. And i wonder do they rotate the seats at the same time or one by one as you pass a certain point i'm not sure i'm not I sure i think
1: it they do it all the same time but i'm not uh, quite sure as well
2: because i wonder also how it works like Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I saw this um, this evacuation with the seat that hadn't turned back, I was mm-hmm. like wondering, would it be ever possible that some seat doesn't rotate and you do the whole thing like mm. <laughs> in the sitting position? <laughs> like you're hanging <laughs> there. Like yeah, that would degrees. be weird. Yeah, um, I wonder, but now so that it's I nothing think of mechanical. It, it seems like every seat would have its motor then probably. Or
0: Now um, that I think of it, I, I do, th- w- the right before the launch... That is turning separately for every seat. That I'm pretty sure. Because that movement again is so smooth that you're like a first little flight turn. Um, Really like that element. But just to come back on the projection, that's where I also noticed on my uh, repeat rides uh, that the animatronic that we saw in the queue is visible here on the projection or on the the screen mm-hmm. and basically these animatronics also help out to dig out the coal so then it was like oh, okay now I understand
1: <laughs> okay. just to, to just to be fair I did not notice it in the queue line and not in the right
0: okay well again Every ride will make you make sure that you <laughs> discover
2: new details.
1: Yeah, so in case you just overseen it for the first time, no worries, I did yeah. it twice. <laughs> the,
2: the projections are also quite small, so it's not so easy to see mm-hmm. it as you pass True. by. You pass by quite quickly, so it wasn't easy for me to, to understand what it really was mm-hmm. about. But the visual also
0: makes a kind of movement that as you pass by it, it feels... Mm, half natural let's say when you were looking at it but um, then you have the special little bent and that's where you're ready to go flying and here you feel really anticipated it stops before it launches um, yeah. and then you're like okay when is it coming when is it coming <laughs> and then
2: without notice all of a sudden you start it's also um, the first time when you feel your weight hanging in the system, right? So it's quite scary at that point because it's the first time when you really feel like, oh my God, I'm just held by the restraints because until Mm -hmm. then you're just sitting comfortably. Yeah, true. (laughs) That's when you start to feel how intense it's still going to be in spite of the layout, yeah.
0: And I'm the kind of person that would leave his restraint a little bit more open for airtime but on this ride, I'd advise to make it as close as possible. Maybe one click too much, because otherwise, um, again, that weight really feels on the, the safety restraint. Uh, you really feel that. So um, mm. it's more pleasant when your whole body is touching it and not just parts of it. Otherwise, it,
2: the, a lot of pressure at one point. And you're thrown um, around in the in the restraints as well. I, yeah. I found that. I found well, I was quite loose in it.
1: I yeah, mean, I'll for l- me, it was the feet That's restrained good. for the most of times. So my feet were constantly moving and I was mm-hmm. looking for the next airtime element to just have my feet back to in the position yeah. where they used to be. Yeah. And I thought like, oh my God, <laughs> help, please. <laughs>
0: Yes, but that's true. good that you mentioned airtime because you have the inversions, which I really like and which I know from other flying coasters. Like it's just inside twists, right? Yeah, you... two
2: of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And especially the first one I really like because there you have the view on the sky that you want to see in a flying coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty high up there. And then, uh, at some points in the right, basically you're flying around, no idea where you are in Ruckburg, Uh But some elements, uh, I had airtime.
2: <laughs> yes, right. So that was
0: really interesting, especially in the front. It, exactly. So more to the front, not so much in the back seats. There, you have even more of your weight being thrown into the restraints because of the g forces. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, you go through a tunnel, and that's where you go into the second launch. And that's actually, yeah. in, if you're in front seat or one of the first seats, that you have the most airtime. And that was so
2: surprising.
0: <laughs> that's because true. That's also,
2: I think that's also the highest point of the ride. Just like in Taron, mm-hmm. after the second lounge you go all the way up, mm-hmm. higher than the hotel even. You make yeah, a bend uh, be-
1: mm,
0: Higher than the hotel. Yeah, or maybe mm, yeah, sure, I mean,
2: yeah. on the same top level of the hotel, let's say. You, you reach yeah, the top yeah. level of the hotel and you make a, a, a sharp U turn behind some of the rooms of the hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That
1: is, that is actually what I was wondering because if you're into fly, you don't, or in my case, you, I did not know where to look. Do I look down or do I look front? And I knew there were a lot of like, almost colliding. What is it called? Like mist where you basically near misses. Think, yeah near misses. And I thought, do I miss them now if you look downwards? Do I need to look forward? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of confusing <laughs> for me look, in that case.
2: Looking forward the whole time on the on this very long ride, it can be very tiring huh? because <laughs> <you need to laughs> yeah, I did that.
1: <laughs> I but did I like that.
0: it that way. <laughs> and also yeah i think we forgot about the the little effect where uh, i think it's in the first part of the ride also where you pass by a steam machine and so all of a sudden the steam machine blows in your
2: face yes true yeah and when i think
1: they turned up that effect when we were there because i've oh. seen that on videos and we did not have that i mean i i wrote the ride twice you and i never had that you can easily
2: miss that when you're on it i think but it depends, um, the yeah. The thing is, when you stand next to it, you see the meters of the... It's like a a, a big green tank, I think, eh? if, uh, yeah, if I'm yeah. right. And it has like this valve on the top. And when the train passes by, it suddenly releases an enormous amount of, of, of smoke. But that's when all the... Um, uh, meanwhile, all the all the meters, they go crazy. Like, they suddenly go to the maximum amount and... That's when the valve goes open and it blows the smoke. I really like that effect because it looks especially also nice when you're just watching the coaster uh, Mm -hmm. from the ground. I'm also
1: not quite sure if they turn off effects because when we rode it first in the morning, they did not have the water effects. And then when we did it in the afternoon, they did because I basically came out of the coaster with my knee soaking wet yeah. And I remember I did not have that in the morning. So maybe they turned it off and on depending on the weather or just <laughs> maybe it did not work in the morning. I so I hope they the found smoke a effect cheap... The uh, is...
2: I hope they found a cheap uh, delivery uh, of smoke because they need lots of it <laughs> for the whole... Oh day. Yeah. It,
1: it is crazy how much smoke are they blowing into the air. I mean, as True, I said right. before, we, we did not know that this our smoke effect into the area instead of like just the bad weather mm-hmm. that was on that day.
0: Yeah, but the smoke effect if you're front seat, I think the the first ride I didn't notice it either, so it was maybe down. But and then when I was in back seat, it was just the remains of the smoke that I had. um but the yeah usually it's it's best if you're front seat or second third seat then you'll really see the smoke uh but it's good that you mentioned the fountains because that's then something for back seat where you'll get soaked
1: <laughs> yeah so we did it second row twice because we oh. could not choose <laughs> which was sad and the people next well, to us on the second right they were basically, oh, we did it twice this day. We both went first row. And I was like, yeah, we did it twice this day as well. We both went a second row, uh, which is sad. So we yeah, we actually, we thought we could do it like more front row and then more back row the second yeah. time. But I think due to corona, they just did not let you choose. Because exactly. when we went the first time, we had people waiting to be front row and the um yeah the 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 girl working there she was like okay we usually don't do that right now but since you've been waiting so long we will get you front row so right now due to covid you could basically not choose
0: no you can but we were lucky cuz uh, I got to write it four times and um the Second, no, the third time we were assigned front seat, uh, but we were there. Was three of us, so uh, I got to go front seat that time, yay! But then the last time, the last ride, it was back seat, and then uh, I chose the next to last seat so that my other friends could go back seat. Then
1: I think you were a little bit more lucky because for us it was down. I think. Six hours so it opened up in the morning from 10 until i don't know 12 maybe and then it went down until four in the afternoon so wow three three hours left so we only did it twice we tried to do it more times but since it was down so so much time we just did not have the chance well to me it's also another coaster that,
2: that i could ride many times in a row because it requires quite a lot from your body, um, yeah still it's, I think a it's quite intense it's not intense <laughs> to the point of a pretzel loop uh, is intense, but it's not such a coaster which yeah where you just sit in and 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 go along with the mm-hmm. ride, you really have to live it with your body let's say and uh, yeah that's, yeah I'm, but then i i i, I 'm happy it they have the longest one, but for me it's more than long enough it doesn 't need to be. Yeah, agree. And I
1: agree. And I also I don't know what it was for you guys, but for us the wait time was like extremely off for every ride. It was like not accurate at any time. So when we did fly the first time it said to be a 20 minute wait and I think oh, the wait we waited time, Yeah. Yeah, I think we waited the first time close to 40ish minutes and then the second time we did it it was after it opened up it said 10 to 20 minutes and we waited almost an hour and
2: oh that's that's uh, crazy and and was the line full
1: it was so since the line is pretty long we could not see if it was full or not and also with the social distancing we could not see it but when we went into the queue at the time we were standing, I was like, okay, we are further now than we went with the first time where we waited less. And then still we waited more time than the first time. So it was pretty off. But it okay. was also for the for the other ride. So Taran mm-hmm. also said twenty minutes and we were standing more than forty five minutes. Oh, and then weird. with me the ra- re- queue
2: was full and I was and I was through it. The fly fly queue? When it's full, of course, with with the, with the social distancing, um, it went so fast, but so fast. Like in twenty minutes, you're through the whole queue, and it's such a long queue. And then maybe mm-hmm. maybe five minutes. Yeah, like in twenty minutes, you're on the on the on the lockers, and then five minutes, and you're gone. So I was pretty mm-hmm. amazed. But maybe yeah, maybe you had less trains or a train with some problem. I think everything depends on the number of trains. But when I was there, it mm-hmm. was just rolling trains in and out all the time. And it just, mm-hmm. capacity mm-hmm. is amazing. It's like, wow.
1: Yeah, so so for capacity, I just looked that up. It is four trains with 10 wagons with one two seat seats. row and then two seats per row. So in total, it could be 20...
2: Yeah, 80 people
1: for yeah so that is quite impressive to be fair
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah it yeah th- that is a lot of capacity mm. in case they they run like full capacity but i think in case when we went there it was only two trains in yeah. total that's not okay. much. i cannot i cannot tell for sure um, but I think they they did not win. I for think capacity. I, I think really. you
2: you need to have four trains, like one train on the first section, like the first lounge, and then one train on the second lounge and front, then one train on the exit station and one on the loading station. That way it goes super fast. Yeah, that would be re-
0: that's really fast. then. but I think already if you have uh, one train going on, because there are it's only the launches that you have. And I think to stop As the, the train. Brake section, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brake section. Yeah. Nice plug-in the there. <laughs> um and then uh so you have one in the station and one uh, in the entrance station and one in the exit station, because uh, there is a separate station for that. Yeah. Uh plus uh I also I still wanted to talk about one last element of the ride. Um well two things. <laughs> First of the second inversion. First time I had forgotten about it, so I was like, "Hang on, where was that second inversion?" Um, but then on the rides afterwards, I was like, "Okay, it's here." And um, the final part was the um, the final part was the um, the final break run, mm-hmm. which is. One of the coolest I've ever seen, because especially in front seat, um, you can see how you have the like a real airplane. You have the lights lighting up Mm -hmm. and then you have uh, the sound effect also of an aircraft that is landing.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Uh, I haven't noticed that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me neither. No. No.
0: Well, as, especially if you're more in the front, that's th- that's one of the the details that I really liked about the ride.
1: To, to be fair, I think Sven is going onto that level or onto a an whole another level. Like we are riding it and be like, oh my my god, that's cool, and he's like, mm-hmm. detail, 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 but, detail. Uh, also,
2: Sven wrote it four times. We wrote it both twice, so that also True, makes yeah. a yeah. difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, but and I am
0: someone that noticed details, though.
2: Details.
0: <laughs> um. You would
1: be a good <laughs> Disney cast member.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, who knows? Well, they, unfortunately, they don't have a Belgian pavilion in uh, Epcot, so. Yeah, but otherwise. you speak
1: French. I mean, for Americans, <laughs> it's all the same.
0: So. <laughs> Well, a lot of people from Disneyland Paris probably go to the French pavilion. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could <laughs> still go to slim. Norway because it's somehow close. <laughs> <laughs> we had that talk before. Yes,
2: from now on, I'm Norse. I don't uh, mind. We're not in we're not in Epcot, but I would like to have uh, an area in Europa Park, though, or yes. Belgium.
1: Yeah, okay. Europa Park is a whole new level. We don't know which is which copycat because they are quite similar. Oh, yeah. That's
0: something else. Anyways. Okay. I think we've talked about Fly uh, sufficiently now to make our opinions about the ride. What is the best coaster in (laughs) Phantasialand? Nadia.
1: Taron. I liked it more than Fly. I mean, Fly was a good experience, but for me, I was... Not that I was worried, but I was kind of irritated by my legs moving that mud and my weight, like, pressing against the seat restraints and then pushing it back to to, to airtime. And I just, I had the feeling I could not relax. It was just not a coaster I could enjoy because as a human, you always have that instinct like, oh, my God, I'm in danger which you are not on a roller coaster, of course. Mm-hmm, but for uh-huh. me, it was just irritating. And I enjoyed Taron way more than I did enjoy Fly. Not mm-hmm. that Fly is a bad ride. Not at all. No. It is cool. And it is really unique in Germany, especially. But I just did enjoy Taron a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Jan, is
2: uh, Fly your favorite flying coaster now? Fly is definitely my, fl- my favorite flying coaster. Um still thinking of Volare though. <laughs> oh of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a Volare fan as well. Uh in <laughs> within flying coasters. I believe you, especially in the middle seats. But yeah, that that apart. No, I think your first question was is fly the best coaster of Fantasialand, right? Mhm. For me, it is. Uh, for me, it is because yeah, I I love the the themed area. I love the fact that it's so original, so smooth. Um, yeah, what you say um, uh, about the uh, Nadia about the it being not so comfortable for your body? Yes, it is. It is a coaster that requires more from your body. I see it more like an expedition, like an experience. It's like in Tyron, you can sit more uh, relaxed. Um I love Tyrant too, but um yeah, I'd go with fly any any day yes
0: Mm-mm. well, yeah, I know that you are more the fan of the not so intense coasters, let's say if they are too intense then
2: it 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 bothers you right yeah, bothers me yeah i if I can choose, yeah, for example, um, black Mamba is also not my favorite ride in, in Fantasialand. I would prefer Taron uh, or Fly anytime. I think mm-hmm. Taron is not too in it's not that it's too intense for me. I love the ride. I just think that Fly is even more original and, uh, mm-hmm. and more unique and that's mm-hmm. why uh, I rate it higher. But I'm also a bit of a, of a Vekoma uh fan <laughs> when they do mm-hmm. these super innovative things and okay. And, uh, yeah, technologies. Well, you're just saying that Taron is not
0: unique anymore because of the clone in China, but oh well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no,
2: for me, I mean, um, we,
1: we have no chance to go to China right now. <laughs> the situation of coronavirus. No, no, no,
2: that's not. Corona that's virus. not the reason. Uh, <laughs> the reason is yeah, there's a lot of sit-down yeah. intermittent coasters or sit-down lounge coasters, and of course, this is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: i think i always see it from a family point of view since i had my my parents had to go through a lot of theme park doing with us so i think my parents would enjoy taron a lot more because it's just so solid mm. than fly i i think if i put my mom or my dad into fly they would be just like heart shocked after that (laughs) so i I think you always have to differentiate between different kind of theme park goers so if you are a family you will probably enjoy taron more with your family Mm. or with your kids or your parents and fly is more of an experimental thing for people who really appreciate Coasters and coaster layouts well, and new I'm coaster not sure because
2: yeah, Taron has also very extreme Airtime on some hills And like sudden um, uh, Direction changes where you're, where you're really thrown into the air With, with quite some violence uh, And that you don't feel In Fly Fly is, is intense for its riding position But as a ride It's much more family friendly I would say than Taron mm. Just the position that but makes it so extreme I
0: think Nadia's point is that When looking at Taron Or looking at Fly As someone from the general public Let's say mm-hmm.
1: exactly.
0: it, it will be You might be more frightened of Fly Because of the special position Well, sure. Taron, you don't know beforehand That there will be extreme airtime And my mom was no. shocked when she <laughs> Went on it and then at the end of and the course, ride like, She yeah. was like, whoa Also there's but no inversion Taron convince. Yeah Yeah Although it's questionable, like, yes, they are inversions, but hmm, inversions on the flying coasters, except maybe the pretzel loop, are always a bit more... It's not the same as inversions on a sit-down roller coaster for me. But anyways, I think we can conclude that Phantasyland now has an incredible lineup with three incredible coasters. But for me, the crown jewel remains... Taron as well because it's especially towards the end of the day, it really feels like uh, an airtime machine like you cannot find anywhere else in not in Europe, um, maybe outside of Europe in some places China. Um, <laughs> and then the though. environment, the atmosphere, <laughs> yeah, the in, the the interaction with Reich. Um, while rogburg i mean there's no denying fly is an amazing coaster and it ticked off all the boxes that i want that i expected from it the um, the more i walked around in the area the more i started to appreciate it i think mm-hmm. also if you're staying at the hotel you'll have another way to connect with the area as well sure so um we already talked about this, is to, that you see the evolution from Black Mamba to Taron. And Klugheim enters a bit the same zone as Taron still. Um, so it will all, to choose between the two, it will be personal taste. Um, sure. But no denying that they have done an incredible job with Rugberg and that if you have high expectations,
2: I do think that they will meet up to that. Sure, and it's an, in an already amazing and unique park. Huh? Let's oh not yeah. forget about the amazing water rides that they also have in their Mexico oh and yeah. Mystery area.
1: Which we could not do due to the cold weather. Mm. Oh
2: yeah, but they, uh, the, their, their log flume is, is so unique and amazing. Huh? Their, their Rapids ride is, is, is so crazy. Yeah. Mystery Castle, a great drop tower. And the mine train oh yeah. is also one of the very best in the world. Um, mm-hmm. They also have two of the very best uh, spinning coasters with Wynia Sphere and Force. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all oh, yeah, in all, it's a, a coaster super amazing great. park, eh? coaster-wise, mm-hmm. but also ride-wise and theming-wise. So, I'm super happy that we have this yeah, really top park so so close to mm-hmm. us. And, and I'm sure that a lot of our American friends will be jealous uh, of, uh, of Fantasieland and of all this, uh, this mm-hmm. great... Great coasters and theming, yeah.
1: And I think they also picked a good manufacturer with um, Intermin, It is no Vekoma. For- sorry, oh my god.
0: Ah, I thought you were talking about Taron.
1: <laughs> no, no, I was talking. But
0: of- it's interesting. So they have BNM, yeah. they have Intermen, they have Vekoma, so they have something yeah. for everyone. True.
1: But I think it was it was an experiment of both sides. First of Fantasia Land, and then also Vekoma. And I think it was a really good fit. And also with the theming, it went really well. And I don't know if they would have that with a different manufacturer. For example, Mack Rides, <laughs> um, which is pretty popular they don't in like Germany Mac because Rides. it is a German. <laughs> I I think I have to go for MacRides because it's a German manufacturer. <laughs> but I think with v- Coma, they did a really good pick... And it just turned out really well in the end. Mm-hmm.
2: So what, there one were people thing
1: behind that.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, one thing I I I, st- I was I was thinking about like, um, in the designing process, how would they have done that? Like, how could they possibly fit in all that track, all the waiting areas, the restaurant, the hotel? Uh, the the waiting line, all the, the 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 giant theming objects. Like if you see the, the 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 end result, you can really understand why it took them like four years to build this, mm-hmm. because this must have been so difficult, like in designing, but also in like, um, yeah, imagining imagining thinking of what w- what will you need to install first, what where can you still reach before you can put this object or that that piece of rail. And and I, I'm really so impressed by how, how they managed to do this three D puzzle with such a yeah, with such precision and, and where mm-hmm. everything fits and yeah, I, I was super amazed as an engineer as well how someone could could bring this to a good end with this mm-hmm. level.
1: I I think they just thought about it as an e- area and not as a right and as an area separated. And, of course, if they think to incorporate a flat ride or anything else later-wise, it would probably feel something off-guarded. But having the area and the coaster as a whole, it just fits even more. Mm. And I think that's also a lack uh, in some theme parks in Europe nowadays, because theme parks in europe nowadays they just think okay we need something more something new where we could incorporate it in our nowadays design and they just like put a coaster or a flat ride somewhere in between and you as a visitor you could clearly feel this has not been there before so this is something i had with garland a lot of times you just feel like okay it 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 it, it came later and with Fantasialand, since they thought about it as a whole area with the coaster in it, it just makes so much more sense. Mm. So we don't know how it goes like 10, 15 years from now if they incorporate something else and if it feels kind of misplaced then. But for mm. now, the area is just it is just on point, in my opinion. Do you,
0: think Fender,
2: that, uh... Do you think Fender will still be a little right incorporated? In Rogberg, some some point. I'm I'm not sure. Um,
0: one funny thing was that friend the friends that I was with said is that in the areas with the coals in the pits, that they said it would be interesting if there would be stairs and then a little playground for children mm-hmm. that they can play there while the other people are riding. With coals. But, um, with the Coles or something like that, so they might fight some s- something. And you, the fact that you mentioned, like how incredible it was that they incorporated there, Um there, is I think only Fantasia can do that. Mm-hmm. Like True. Um,
1: And also, what I, I mentioned or what I wanted to mention before, I could not. I had to basically Google it um, when we were talking about. The, um, yeah, the incorporation from Berlin to Rockburg. Um, it was basically. Yeah, the Industrial Revolution. Or so, so Rockburg is um industrial revolution.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Berlin is more Berlin in the 1920s. So yeah. it is quite of a similar timeline, but I think that is that is something German history. You still had it separate, so you had um, manufacturer-wise, and yeah, the the whole working area was still a little bit separate from the higher class Berlin. So I think it it went into really good because you had that separation. You had that separate. So you had that separation between higher class berlin with like all the nice areas and then you had Rockburg with the working class um back then which mm-hmm. it is it, it is good theming after all but if you if you don't dive deep into german history you don't notice it but it is really detailed and if you have the background on it it is pretty good
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I think we can conclude that Phantasialand did an amazing job and if you are doubting to go, like why would you even doubt to go to Phantasialand, but uh, now is time to book your flights, to book your um, train tickets, to pay- take your car and to drive there as long as you're allowed and if you have a COVID-free test uh, from some areas. So make sure that uh, you check that on the German website. And um, we're going to round up the episode here. Uh, Thank you, Nadia. Thank you, Jan, for joining us today. Um, Thank you, Sven. Thank you. And um, follow us on our social media, of course, uh, European Coaster Kings, but also Florida, California, and the Coaster Kings itself. And you can also read our articles on the website, thecoasterkings.com. A bunch of new ones are there. Plus, we have our brand new web shop, with our new logo designed by one of our members. Go check it out. Uh, There's a bunch of items to choose from, and you can personalize it if you like. All right, everyone, that's it for this one. Thank you, and until next time, bye. Bye. Thank
1: you, bye.